This is John Zaninovich. Welcome to Move My Mass. You'll be hearing from great guests talk about balancing life and being fit. Welcome to the show, Grant. Thanks for having me, John. Yeah, glad to have you on. I was uh, talking to your dad, I don't know, about a month ago. And I, to be honest, I said, hey, you think uh, Joseph wants to come on, you know, playing ball at Fresno State? He's like, man, he's swamped. He goes, who you need to have on is Grant. He goes, that guy's incredibly fit right now. He goes, have him on. I'm like, that's my <laughs> idea. So here we are. Yeah. Glad to be here. I mean, I've been listening to a couple episodes in the past couple of years, and yeah. you know, I'm a big fan of the show and glad to be on here. Awesome. So yeah, you know, the obviously you're fit, but the bigger story, and you know, your interesting story is your your college football days. Mm-hmm. Your, you know, how you got there, your path that you took to get to college football, mm-hmm. what life is like now post, you know, you've been out of school now for six years, six years, you know, what life is like now mm-hmm. after an intense schedule like that. Right. Yeah. Let's get in. How, uh, what got you into football? I know you're from a football family. Right. I think right. everybody mm-hmm. hasn't everybody in your family, uncles and uh, they, they they've pretty all played. Much, yeah. All of them pretty much have played football at least one time. Right. And, uh, like you said, my family comes from a football oriented family or just sports in general. Yeah. Um, you know, my dad played at Cal Poly, played football right, there right. for a couple of years. And then um, my uncle Byron, he played at Fresno for a couple yeah. of years as well, football. Yeah. And then my other uncle, Jeff, he was actually the big golfer in the family. Mm-hmm. And he got close to going pro, but he he actually was really good. I think he got like, I think Q school, I think. I'm not sure. That's like the part where you get into the PGA. Right before, right? Right. Yeah. He got yeah. there. So, yeah, we're... Uh, our foundation is sports. We love it. It's what we do. Yeah. It's what we live and breathe. Um, Jeff, but, Jeff, the one most built like a football player now. Yeah. yeah. He, <laughs> right. He's a tank now. That guy you is see a him, tank. It's like, wow, that guy was probably o back in the day. <laughs> no kidding. But no, he was the golfer. Yeah. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we uh, were very into sports, very hardcore. Like we took it very seriously. So with me, I had a, you know, when I was growing up, I wasn't really like, I kind of like sports, but I wasn't like really full in, like, you know, like, you know, I wasn't like full and bought into it, I guess. You weren't that driven. Like, I wasn't that driven at first. Like, yeah. they're like, what are we going to do with Grant? Like, okay, let's put him in. We'll, we'll try him out in uh, baseball. We'll put yeah, him in baseball. Yeah. They'll see me out in the outfield, like chasing butterflies, you know, like <laughs> messing around, like yeah. not even paying attention to like, the pitcher throwing the ball. Yeah. They're like, gosh, dang, what are we going to do with him? Like, you know, like everyone in our family loves sports. Like, what do we do with him? Like, let's put him in motocross. So they put me in motocross. Yeah. And the first day I got there, I did not want to go down the ramp. I was like, no way. I'm not going down the ramp. No, I'm not doing this. Yeah. So like, my parents are completely embarrassed. Like, I was the only one that didn't go down during the race. Yeah. I was like, <sighs> so anyway, how old are you at this time? Did you say? I was like around like seven or eight years okay. old at this time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just like totally in my own head, like my own imagination, you know, like, so then one day they put me into pitching machine. Okay. And I'm sure my dad talked to the coach like, Hey, like, you know, he's not really into it, but we kind of like wanted to get like more involved with baseball and everything. So I go out there and I was like the last batter, right? Like mm-hmm. last in the border. I think there's like 12 of us. Like I was the 12th hitter. And uh, my first at bat, I hit it inside the park home run. 
And so, because the back up a little bit before this game, my dad was yeah. like, Hey Grant, this is your chance. Like we're going to do pitching machine. Cause before I did like live pitch, mm-hmm. this is pitching machine. This is a little bit simpler. Like this is something you can get into. Like it's fun to win. Like this is something you can do. Competition's yeah. fun. Like when you win, it's a great thing. Right. Yeah. So I was like, okay. Like I was trying to listen a little bit. Right. So I was like, what could I do to make my dad proud? And I was like, let's get a freaking hit. Let's at least put the ball in play. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I did this, John, but I just connected on this pitch on the pitching machine and yeah. it went like in the left center gap. <laughs> and I was, you know, I was always known for my speed. Yeah. And I just ran around the bases, got inside <laughs> the park home run, and it just like shocked everyone. My coach, my dad were just like, what the where'd this where come the, from? Yeah, right. Yeah. And so, like, ever since that, they put me in the top of the order, lead off. Yeah. They put me a pitcher, like by the pitching machine, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I it was a complete turnaround. And then uh, it's a confidence booster right there. Huge, it was just huge confidence booster. Cause in my yeah. own head, I was like, Oh wow. Like I'm actually not bad. Like I can actually yeah. play with these guys. Right. Yeah. So then, um, then after that, that's when we started going to Northwest baseball mm-hmm. and my dad coached that year. Like he was like, okay, like I'm going to try to get a little bit more serious with you. Like let's start practicing. Let's start paying more attention to like, let's watch, let's go to Dodger games. Like see how those guys do it. Mimic it, go out in Northwest and do it. Right. Right. I started really watching baseball a lot, got was becoming more of a fan, right? Yeah. And then I was like, okay, let's try to get, get at this thing. And I started hitting like so at Northwest, I was like nine years old. I hit my first home run. Mm-hmm. And I was that was probably one of the best days of my life. Like I, <laughs> my dad was like there. I hugged him. Like it was so great, right? <laughs> I loved it. And then I was like, wow, like, can I do that? Can I keep on replicating that feeling? Like, yeah. There's like that was like a great high to have you know what yeah. i mean like let's just replicate that so that following year when i was 10 i hit seven home runs that mm-hmm. year mm-hmm. and i was like okay i'm getting pretty good at this now and then you know i kept on rolling with it rolling with it and then all of a sudden um i started watching usc football yeah. that's when usc was kind of prominent like that's when matt liner reggie yeah. bush like yeah. all those studs pete carroll was there yeah i started watching that a little bit and i was like hmm this looks a little bit more exciting than baseball. Like I kind of like, you know, like it's, it's cool. Like the tradition, like for USC, like what they do before the game and yeah, yeah. their legacy and like how great they were in the history right. and everything. But like yeah. I was watching like Reggie Bush and Matt Liner, like these Heisman mm-hmm. trophy winners and Pete Curl high hall of fame coach. Right. Yeah. We went to the game. Uh, I think it was the Fresno state versus USC game. They played like I think it was like 2005. There. Yeah. It was a long yeah, time ago. I remember that. I was like game. a little kid. But uh, Fresno was like in the game, like it was super close. For like, Fresno. they were winning for a while. Yeah, we're rooting for Fresno. Totally, I secretly yeah. liked USC, but I was still rooting for Fresno because you know it's Fresno. And your uncle might have killed you. Oh yeah, he yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah he would have been yeah he would have mad. But anyways, uh, yeah. So ever since I went to that game, I was like totally bombing the football. I was like, gosh dang, I want to play in like in front of all these fans, like eighty to hundred thousand fans. Like yeah, I feel like that'd be just so great. You know, just running out through that tunnel and just so in that drilling rush. So you you're know? like 15 at the time? No, I, or I was older. like, mm, it was before high school. So I was like probably oh, okay. like 11. Okay. Around 11. Okay. So, um, so that's when I started going, doing like Golden Empire and all that. I was, yeah. I played quarterback for a little bit. And then, um, so yeah, then I went in the Garces, played both sports, played baseball and football, did very well in both. Yeah. But obviously, like, I want to go play football in college. 
like I love baseball. It's been with me my whole life. My first love for sports, right? And at that time, so by by the time you get to Garces, what were you better at, football or baseball, or push? Man, I think they're both the same. To okay. be honest with you, yeah, um, yeah, I'd say that because I got all area in both sports. But your passion was football. Football, I think. Right. I still had like that first love for baseball, so right. I was like, oh, do I really want to get rid of it, or. I don't know. I just uh-huh. liked football way too much. It Could have been way... the next Deion Sanders. Yeah, maybe. Play both at the big leagues. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, so uh, I got all area in both sports, did very well in both. Mm-hmm. Um, but the biggest thing, the biggest mistake I got to say that I made was I neglected grades. I did not care about school. I did not care about turning my assignments in. I could care less about tests. Right. All I care about was sports. Like my goal is sports. I'm going to just focus on sports, watch film, train, do whatever I can do. Right. But I was so blind to the fact that you got to have good grades to go to college. You got to get, still get accepted. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally blind to that fact. Right. So my senior year, I was getting interest for football. I was getting interest from Fresno, San Jose State, San Diego State, you know, like those typical schools, right? Yeah. They always wanted to ask for my grades and they always came back, hey, you know, sorry, man, we just can't accept you. Like, you know, your GPA is not high enough. And I was like, shoot, all right. Yeah. And then um, all of a sudden, I had a CSUB approach me for baseball. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, really want to play football but like this is like my only option like this is you know this is the cards i gotta play with you know right right so i was like all right let's do it let's play baseball so uh that first fall there i was practicing the team i think it was bill kernan was the head coach at that time and uh it was first of all they really didn't give me as much of a chance because I had to start late due to my grades because I had to like get my SAT scores, ACT scores all correct before they would allow me to go out to the field. Right. 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 So that took a couple months for me to yeah. actually get out there. So I was way behind. Like my competition was there the whole time. And, you know, it was a losing battle for me. Right. Yeah. So I went through that whole first season just completely like, what did I do? Like, why did I come here? Right. Because. Yeah. I was in Bakersfield and I always wanted to have that true college experience. Like I want to go out of state. Like my older brother. You want the four-year experience, get to the dorms. Exactly. Live with your teammates. Exactly. Start off with the team that you're going to play with for four or five years. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, This is the, you know, the normal experience. Right. Like, yeah. Getting to know your teammates, getting to like go around the campus, do some extracurricular activities, you know, all the above. Right. Like exactly what you said. Yeah, and I saw my older brother go to Texas Tech right out of high school, and then he went to Cornell, and I was like, damn, like, he got to do that. I want to do that. Like, I want to get out of this town. I want to go play sports somewhere. It doesn't matter if it's baseball or football, right? So I was like, okay, what's the best path forward for me? And I was like, let's do football BC. So I reached out to Chudy. Mm -hmm. He's like, yeah, come on by. Let's go, right? right? So... uh, Obviously, you know, I, I got there that summer or I got there before summer, but that summer is when we first got on the pads and started actually competing. And this and is your sophomore year or your second year this of school. This would be still technically my freshman year. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So, uh, I ended up doing really well. Like I was like, wow, like it's still with me. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, ended up getting the starting position at linebacker. And then I got very lucky because 
our team ended up being very successful that we, we ended up going 12 and two mm-hmm. in one state. And it was an amazing experience. Like they had like 25,000 fans at BC stadium. Like you haven't seen that since the eighties. Right. Yeah, so it's yeah. like very cool experience going to BC. That's when I started getting more interest from like all these colleges, like yeah. all these coaches, now eyes are on you. Right. All right. these coaches started coming around now. Like I'm starting in phone calls from like all these different places. I'm like, wow, this is awesome. Like I was starting to get really excited now. Yeah. Yeah. That home run feelings coming back on you. Exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah. It goes, oh, whoops. It actually, it goes back to that first home run uh, yeah. feeling. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I had to do one more year at BC, my second year. And then after that second year, I started getting all these official visits from like all these colleges, uh, went to Cal and then, um, went to Baylor's visit, mm-hmm. which, which I fell in love, obviously in that visit. And then I also had like a couple offers from like Wisconsin and Miami. Yeah. So I had like way better options than I did in high school. Right. Those, those are big options. Yeah. Way better options than like, you know, like the Fresno or Sandy, San Diego State or San Jose. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I went on that Baylor trip and it was the big 12 championship. Obviously, I mean, not obviously you don't know, but they played Texas and they ended up winning. Yeah. And it was absolutely amazing. Just the atmosphere, the, you know, the people there, we went into the locker room after the game. They're like all celebrating, throwing up water and everything. And like, yeah. even the coach came up to me that recruited me. He's like, do you want this? Is this where you want to be? Like, this is what you'll get. And I was like, wow, you sold me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Suit me up. Yeah, let's, yeah. Go. let's go. I'll go. <laughs> I'll go right now, coach. <laughs> so ever since that, like they, you know, they offered me. I ended up going to Baylor. And um, so that first year at Baylor was really tough because I got there that the January, 2014 mm-hmm. was my first month there, but we started spring practices February 15th. So a month out. So yeah. it's like a quick turnaround, right? Yeah. So I get there. I don't even know the playbook. I don't even know. I don't even know my teammates. I don't know anyone, right? I'm in Texas. Like I've been in California my whole life. Yeah. And, uh, I was lucky to have like really cool roommates that were on the team. Like they kind of like, you know, made me comfortable and they show me around everything. And they're from Waco, which is where Baylor's from. So they kind of showed me around the town and everything, which helped out a lot. Yeah. So that first, uh, so the first spring practice comes and they have me starting. They have me in the starting lineup. And I'm like, oh my, what the heck? Are you kidding me? I don't know where to line up. Yeah. Like these coaches are crazy. So obviously I have a horrible first practice. I don't know where to go. I don't know where to line up. I don't know who to read. Yeah. They're they freaking and plus they're the big boys now now you're in the big leagues oh yeah this so, is way different than bc way fa- now. yeah exactly yeah yeah yes everything's way faster receivers are faster the o-linemen are all 315 plus 6566 six, you know and fast and strong oh and they're just as fast yeah big guys yeah and uh yeah just totally had a horrible first practice felt terrible my coaches were chewing me out all day and i just felt completely like wow why did i like did i make the right decision coming here yeah yeah so i was like wow so obviously they pulled me from the starting position after that first practice. So I was like, kind of like in a battle ever since that, ever since that first practice. And then, um, by the time summer comes around, I felt more comfortable with the playbook. I knew my teammates now mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, I can, I, I feel I can start now. Mm-hmm. The problem is they had this five-year guy that was coming back. He was injured during spring. He came back during the summer and I was like, damn, like now they, of course, going to put him over me. Yeah. So, um, he ends up starting and I was the backup and then, um, what really turned it around for me was when we played Oklahoma later in that year, it was, uh, 
It's like third quarter with like 10 minutes left. Right. And the guy in front of me goes down, got hurt. My heart starts beating out of my freaking chest. Yeah. I thought I was going to freaking have a heart attack. I was like, like, this is Oklahoma. This is in, (laughs) this is in Norman, Oklahoma against Oklahoma. Yeah. And I was like, is this really happening right? This is my first snap in college football. I'm going against Oklahoma right now. Yeah. So I was like, I was having these flashbacks of like, oh my gosh, I remember watching Oklahoma play USC. I remember Adrian Peterson winning the Heisman on Oklahoma and all these things. And, you know, Bob Stoops coached those teams. And I looked to the sideline, there's Bob Stoops. <laughs> so I was right like, there. There he is. It was like the most surreal moment of my life. And, like, you know, this- and you know, he's telling his guys, okay, running at the new guy. Yep. Yep. Ex- go, go right at the new guy. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> it's all about mismatches in college football yeah, or yeah. any football. And yeah, yeah they, they want to expose you, you mm-hmm. know? So, um, the first play, of course, that they have, they want to send a receiver on a post mm-hmm. where, where my zone is very first play. I almost get this interception. Like I had to like dive down on the ground to scoop it, but it hit the ground. Yeah. But I was like, try to sell it. Like I got oh, the pick course, and everything, yeah. but like they replayed it, hit the yeah. ground. Yeah. So anyways, I was like, oh shoot. Okay. So I started, I got a big confidence boost from that. Yeah. So started getting a couple tackles and everything. Right. And then I think by like eight minutes left in the fourth, their quarterback at the time was Trevor Knight and he was a Heisman candidate. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this is what really like made like, this is what defined my Baylor career for these, for my coaches at the time. Um, he went out on a rollout pass and I came off my coverage and I blitzed towards him and I made the sweet, one of the best sacks of my life, right? For <laughs> an eight yard loss, 10 yard loss. Right. Yeah. Whole, like my whole sideline teammates go start going crazy. And then, um, I mean, I'm not saying I'm proud of this, but like Trevor and I end up going out of the game because of it. Like that's how bad it was. Right. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, <clears throat> that's what really like defined my career to my coaches. And then ever since that, like I got respect from everyone. I started to become the starter yeah. and then it really set up my whole senior year following that. Right. And then I had a great senior year, had like 112 tackles that following year. I got all big 12 linebacker. Everything was great. And, uh, and then I started uh, getting invites. Like I started getting, uh, not invites, but, you know, calls from these NFL scouts, right? I was like, wow, like, am I, am I good enough? Like, am I actually really to be, be able to go to the next level? And uh, so I had a pro day at Baylor. And I'm sure you know what a pro day yeah. is, right? Oh, it's yeah. just like the NFL combine, yep. but it's at your own campus. Yeah. And NFL scouts show up from like every team. There's even CFL teams there that show up. Mm-hmm. And uh I had a really good workout, like one of the best ever. Like my 40 time was like a four or five, six, mm-hmm. had a great broad jump, great vertical. I benched like 25 reps on 225. I was just like amazed at how well I was doing. Right. Yeah. And then after the workout, Coach Tomlin for the Steelers, mm-hmm. Mike Tomlin, like yeah. he came up to me. He's like, hey, let's do a private workout right now. And I was like, oh, gosh, okay. Yeah. So I did it. Your heart, your heart. Oh my gosh. I was like, is this really happening? (laughs) Yeah. And uh, he put me through some drills and I did well on them. And, you know, and then um, I talked to him afterwards. It's like, Hey, like, you know, we're going to have a rookie camp, you know, in about a month, like you should come. I was like, hell yeah. Yeah. I'm down. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, I went to the rookie camp and it was awesome. Like they, you know, flew me out to Pittsburgh Got to like see like Ben Roethlisberger mm-hmm. and like all the guys at that time that were there. Yeah. And uh, 
it was, uh, I mean, it was eye opening because of how different it was because I came from Baylor and like the big 12 conference, it's all fast paced, right? Like right when the ball ends or right when the play ends, there's the snap for the next play is happening in like 30 seconds. Yeah. Like it's super quick, right? Yeah. No huddles, like straight to the ball. Right. I get there and it's like super slow paced. It's like these 16 word, like offensive plays that the offense will have to do in the huddle. That's why they always huddle up every, every yeah. play. Right. Yeah. So it's like completely different slow pace. It was actually easier, but then again, I was in my head, like these are all against other rookies too. You know, yeah, so I was like, yeah. yeah, it's not against like, you know, the starters or anything like that. So yeah. I also thought about that too. So anyways, it was a really good experience. And, right. Um, yeah. Very grateful about, you know, it was a very unorthodox path, but you know, I thought I'd, I learned along the way. That is a, that yeah. is a great college story though. That yeah. is. But so let's, let's go back, you know, way back to where you were talking about, you didn't pay attention to grades. Right. Now that seems you were, and you can correct me on this if I'm wrong, but it seems like now nobody's going to get caught like that. Right. It seems like there's every, everybody's on the athlete now. Mm-hmm. Like make sure your grades are right. For sure. They're not going to let somebody slip. Right. If they know, I'm sure there's somebody around nowadays with somebody like you that's playing saying, Hey, get th- right. I think, I don't know. Cause I'm so old way back. I mean, grades mattered, but they've only mattered more and more and more as time has gone on. Right. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And you are probably right on that edge of time where mm-hmm. they didn't matter, but now they're starting to matter for sure. Yes, definitely. Like my brother, my little brother, for instance, like mm-hmm. they, they, he learned from me, like he had like a three, eight agarsis. Yeah like really paid attention and like did well in school. Right. So yeah, obviously, yeah, it's, I feel like they do tell the kids more and more to like pay attention, go to school, go to class and all that. Right. So, and it's, cause it's so, well, especially baseball, you know, I have a friend whose son was really good in baseball and it's, these guys are cookie cutter, you know, shortstop. I mean, I, I'm, I'm making up the stats, but all right. I want the guy to be six foot, mm-hmm. throw right-handed, Run X speed, mm-hmm. you know, all the way, right? 185 pounds, or you know, I'm and they have a they have a book a foot thick of kids in high school that look, match that exact thing, right? Right, you yeah. know, they can do ex, it's like everybody's training so hard now, mm-hmm. they know what each position needs to be physically, right? And I'm sure it's the same in football, linebacker, mm-hmm. you, you know, here's I'm sure a, every sport, here's a perfect yeah. linebacker, yeah. this height, this uh-huh. much weight. Uh-huh. Can run this the speed. prototypical like height and weight, what you right. want. Yeah. And then, yeah. <clears throat> now it's all about, and they better have, I think, a three, five or better. Right. Yeah. Because they know be. they know the rigors of the, the travel schedule, mm-hmm. practice schedule. Like if you couldn't keep it up in high school, they they're banking on you not keeping it up in exactly. college. Exactly. Like exactly. We, we can't afford, we're gonna put all this money into you. Exactly. We can't afford to put that and then have you become ineligible. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you're not taking care of it now in high school, like what makes us believe in you to do it in college where there's even more distractions? Yeah. You know, so exactly. Yeah. So besides, besides grades and working on school, which is hugely important, what advice would you give to the, yeah, let's say, let's start in junior high okay. and beyond what and that kid wants to play football in college. You know, it's typical. You got to work out hard, da, da, da. Mm-hmm. but any, any nuggets of advice, like, Hey, this is what this is what people are looking for. This is what mm-hmm. you should be doing. So yeah, obviously the working out part and the training, staying consistent with that, obviously. Yeah. Um, 
doing the right training. You can do the wrong workout sometimes. Like you might be doing more of like heavy lifting, whereas you should be doing more lightweight with explosive movements. Right. Mm -hmm. So you can go in the nuances there. Um, but other than that, the biggest thing that I learned other than training was nutrition mm -hmm. because junior high, all throughout high school, I ate absolute crap, absolute junk, <laughs> sodas every day, candy, yeah. horrible yeah. crap, chips, horrible. That's all what I did during junior high and high school leading up to college. I yeah. Thought, you know, I was probably like 21, 22% body fat my senior year of high school, like weight 250, like bad, like not good weight to have, right? <laughs> So that it's so that first summer after high school, I was like, I gotta completely transform my body if I ever because I was going into baseball. I was like, I gotta lose all this weight if I want to like compete in baseball, right? So, so like, at that level, what position did you play in baseball? Center field. Okay, center field. So I had to like let's just let's cut down the body fat. Let's let's do whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And then I was lucky enough to have a trainer at that time that kind of like showed me the way. Like this is what you should do. Like have five meals a day. Make sure there's protein, make sure there's a good complex, slow digesting carb in each one, get your veggies, get your fruit, yeah. all that. Right. And I started doing that and shoot, I lost like 40 pounds that summer and I got down to like 8% body fat. Yeah. Like I got like really low and yeah. I felt good. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself and I was like, why didn't I do this earlier? Like, I felt like I would have done even better in sports in high school. I probably would have got like the offers. I got Fresno, San Jose, San, San Diego State. I would have got the UCLA or the, you know, uh, maybe I would have got Baylor at that time. Like, maybe. who knows? Yeah. Yeah. So but here's I, the thing. So you're, so you're playing two sports, baseball, much different build mm -hmm. than a linebacker. Right. Yeah. Did you make a switch at some point? So yeah. you're going to your freshman year, like I got to drop some weight cause you're going to go play baseball. Mm -hmm. Right. I got to trim this thing down. It be was more agile, be all the things that come along with that. Mm -hmm. So then you're like, oh, I, it's BC football time. Yep. Did you throw the switch again? It's oh, like, yeah. Uh, and oh yeah. So explain that a little bit. So it, it was actually a blessing in disguise because I had to get rid of that initial fat from high school, right? Yeah. So it was actually, I cut all that down, mm -hmm. got rid of all the crap, all the fat. And then I got down to like 200 pounds. And then I was like, okay, I'm about to play football. I have to get to at least 225, right? So it was great. Got rid of the fat and I just built up with muscle up to 225. So I still maintain my eight, 9% body fat, yeah. but just gained muscle. So it was actually really good. I took the baseball path because I wouldn't have probably never lost all that weight. That's true. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's what really turned it around me. I felt way more athletic, way more agile. I could jump higher. You know, I can laterally move faster as a linebacker. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it helped out big time. Yeah. And your, I mean, your weight routines must have changed drastically too. Like, okay, I'm training this for baseball. Mm -hmm. so now I was trying, you know. Right. No, that's true. Go be football. You're just switching it up. Yeah, you're losing weight, but then your type of workouts must have changed. For sure. Time. For sure. Yeah. Baseball, like, you can never really work your arms too much because you had to throw, right? Like, yeah. you had to make that big, long throw out of center field to home plate sometimes. You never know, right? Yeah. So you never could do the curls <laughs> or the triceps, the traditional stuff, right? Bench or anything. So I had to, like, do a lot of band work, a lot of resistance spans, just flexibility stuff. Mm -hmm. Whereas in football, you had to, like, bulk up. You had to, like, do the heavy lifting, the squats, the power cleans, the snatch, yeah, all, all that, that, right? Right. So it, it, it was a big difference as far as training, for sure. Probably more... 
I probably did a lot more long distance training for baseball, like running miles and things. But for football, I did a lot more sprints. Staying lean. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when I had Tyler on here, Tyler Ferguson, one of his big things was coachability. Like you could be the best athlete, but Mm -hmm. you still, you still have to be coachable. So true. And he talks about his days. He says, I wasn't very coachable. You know, I don't think that's how he put it, but he goes, I was just, I wanted to prove to them I could do it my way. Right. Right. And make that throw Uh regardless of it's the right throw or not. I wanted to show them. And he goes, I just did that instead of listening to the system. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm imagining the more time that goes by, it's got to be, that's got to be play a bigger role. in if a kid's going to make it. Oh, for sure. Cause it Definitely. seems like nowadays, every single position of every sport competition's intense, insane. Mm-hmm. What's going to set you apart. Right. You know, right. No, that's so true. Your um, 8% body fat. Guess what? So are the other 1500 kids coming out of school. Um, exactly. Oh, you know, you can run a four or five. Guess what? These kids can too. Mm-hmm. What's going to, it seems like that can be one of the things that really sets a kid apart. For sure. Yeah. I mean, like going back to what Tyler said, like maybe, maybe he was right. Maybe he knew what he was doing. Like maybe his way was the right way. But if you're, if you're being coached under someone, that's not what that guy's ever going to think. Right. Right. That guy's always going to think he's right. And he's always going to think his system's correct. So it doesn't matter if he's the boss. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Tyler might've been right. Like, who knows? Right. Like he could have probably done better doing it his own way, but that's just not reality. You're being coached under someone else. He has his own system. He has his own beliefs. Yeah. You got to just, that's your boss. Like you said, like you got to listen to him. You got to be coachable. Got to be respectful. Yeah. Cause if you're not, he won't play you. It's yeah. as simple as that. Yeah. And going back to like having like the four or five or being 8% body fat, like your competition has that too. I mean, I feel like, the separate yourself from everyone else is obviously the coachability part, but also the mental side, like for, for football, for instance, like I had to look at film session, like how to break down offenses, like all different types. Like, you know, yeah. like there's all different variations, variations of offenses, like the yeah. air raid offense or the pro style offense, or like, you know, two backed, two tight end, double tight formations, like so much different things out there. And so if you get the mental aspect down and you know what you're doing, where you line up, who to read. That's what separates yourself from everyone else. Cause you yeah. don't have to be the most athletic guy, but as long as you have the mental side and the football IQ or any sports, any sport IQ down, you'll, you'll be better than that guy that has, you know, might be faster than you or something like that. Yeah. And it's just getting every year that goes by. Imagine playing now, you know, you've been out six years. Yeah. Imagine it's, I guarantee it's just more intense. They're just refining the right. mental game even more now. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you know, I always repeat it. I've been out of school forever, 52 years old. And to watch, to know what <clears throat> water polo was like when I played versus watching these kids now, mm-hmm. they're so much smarter. They're so much better. They're so much faster, you know, and that's just the way life is. I mean, right. That's always going to continue. Everything just gets better but over time. Yeah. I, when I watch these kids, it's they're just smarter. Mm-hmm. Like physically, I don't know. Yeah, they're faster, but their mental, their their awareness of the game is so much more than what we had. So true. Yeah, and it's partly because I think the kids are just smarter than we were. And two, I think everybody knows <clears throat> how important that is now. Right, and they're focusing on it. And, you know, these young kids that are coming up, I really hope they 
get that part figured out mm -hmm. if they're going to pursue. If they really want to separate themselves. Yeah, the yeah, competition is do. crazy stiff. Mm -hmm. For but, sure. So, yeah, here we are, six years out of school. Explain that transition, you know, because so many people go through it. Mm -hmm. Everybody goes through it at some right. point. Yeah, maybe they go play pro, but you know what? Someday, you're not going to be playing it's pro. someday, right? Yeah. What, what was that like? Finishing, coming into real life, if you want to call it. Yeah. And any um, advice for kids going through that? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously it's tough, you know, it's what you've done your whole life. You're used to waking up at a certain time and being at practice at a certain day and time, being around teammates, the camaraderie around it. Like it's tough to go from that to, you know, a normal life job, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, like there's no like food, free food and drinks laying around anymore. Like that's the, that was probably the biggest adjustment for me. I was like, damn, there's no more free food or drinks that I can just grab anymore. Yeah. But, it's already uh, prepared for me. I just yeah, walk up and grab what got, I like, want. Three free meals a day. Like, yeah, I, I missed that. So that's, that was a big transition like from that. But like, um, the biggest advice I would have to say is to, uh, keep the competition alive, like find something else, like take up golf, take up tennis, maybe take up pickleball, like as simple as that, right? Keep the, like that competition alive in your life. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what keeps that drive going. Cause as an athlete, like it's hard to just completely get rid of that, you know? So you got to keep, you got to keep something in your life that you can look forward to and, you know, maybe improve and like get better at, you know? Yeah. So that's probably my biggest advice. That is great advice. Cause it does, it keeps you mentally okay. Right. Yeah. And you just have to figure out that now it's about me, just me figuring out what I need to do competition wise. Right. Mm -hmm. You're going to be competing against yourself. <clears throat> and yeah, maybe you go find that thing where you're going to be really good at outside of college sports and yeah you're competing against others but yeah i think that yeah seems like a pretty common path and it's a smart path go find something right and it can be like business wise like right look like look forward to your job like how do, how can i be better how can i rise above you know how can i go up in this industry you know yeah. things yeah. like that just like create games in your like competition games in your head like this is what x and y i need to do to rise up in the industry in this business so it's just simple things like that, like yeah, that, finding ways to improve. Yeah, great, know. great advice, man. That's a hell. You know, your whole story is incredible. Thank Love you. Love talking to you. Thanks for coming on. Of course. And uh, there was a there's a lot of nuggets in there for the young kids coming up and going through the system. Thanks for coming on. Of course. Thanks for having me, John. All right, man. Yeah.